Hello, faithful listeners. You have just entered episode 44 of What the Dice. I am Dan the GM. But you, you are what make this all worthwhile. I can't believe how much support we are getting. I just keep seeing our numbers climb and climb, and it makes me super happy. And you know what I've been doing? If you haven't already known, every episode that ends in a two, I give a shout-out to a podcast. I don't have them contact me. They are not asking me to do it. I am doing it because I want other people to find these podcasts that I have been enjoying. Speaking of enjoying podcasts, if you have a podcast that you absolutely adore and it is a tabletop RPG, Shadowrun, Pathfinder, D&D, any of those, go to our website, whatthedice.weebly.com, and find a way to get in contact with us. We've got Discord, we've got email, any of that. Just shoot me a link. It can be their first episode, it can be their most recent episode. I promise you, I will try to listen to as much as I can between my editing of episodes. Well, enough of that. So, grab your cup of coffee or your tea, depending on what your preference is. Sit back, relax, and let's get on with today's episode of What the Dice. Looking down into the fire, we take a deep, long breath, smelling the slowly burning wood. Looking out, the sea is very calm, eerily calm. No clouds in the sky and not a single breeze. We look down at the fire and then back up. The storyteller seems to toss a handful of roots, adding a sickly sweetness to the air. Ah, me friends, you know, it seems as if Kalila and Fibulus, when left in their own devices, seems to enjoy destruction. You would think a paladin such as Clyde would have seen that coming, but he didn't. And with the destruction of this strange training ground supplies, they returned to Ironhaven to discuss their next move. Well, the city is up in roar, and a strange gnome seems to have calmed everyone down. Well, most. Informing our friends of not only a strange skeleton battalion, but reminding them that the orcs are still a problem. Well, my friends, it seems as if they have now a choice to make. I wonder what they'll make. Well, sit back, my friends, and let us continue our tale. Where would you guys like to start today? You guys are still in the town of Iron something. I'm going to start by pulling up my character sheet. I thought that was like step one of getting ready for the day. That was just me mostly informing you that I wasn't, I forgot my character sheet. Oh. Uh, Ironhaven? Was that the city name? I believe so. Ironhaven or Ironhold, something like that. Let me pull it up. I should have it. Ironhaven. Hey, Dan, it's it's uh, called Ironhaven. Thanks. You're welcome. Ironhaven, I think it was called. 
am I going to be putting up with this crap today, too? Like, not like I don't have enough crap. Wait, I thought it was there. What do you mean? What crap? It's not. <sighs> All right. Did you right. not hear the conversation beforehand of him going, I think it was Iron Haven? And then either going, I think it was Iron Haven. And then after we established it was Iron Haven, you popped up going, hey, it's Iron Haven. Yeah, of course I heard that. Why do you think I kept going? Okay. Just making sure. <laughs> you could have been oblivious. That's true. I could have been. Yeah, you could be like your character. Hey, that's true. <laughs> so, in the city of Ironhaven, the people are, some people are still preparing to go see and help the city guard that had been sent to the training facility. Some that seem to have some kind of connection with this gnome have opted to walk back into their homes and ignore anything that is happening. The gnome is still standing in front of you. Was he talking to us or what was the last thing that he said? Last thing he said was um, there is a storm coming. You guys asked if he was able to do that. He said, do I look like a mage? Clyde made some snarky comment. It was not snarky. It was very educated guess. Um, but we basically stopped where he was saying that you guys have time to, you guys have some time to either get to the orc encampment or to go stop the skeleton battalion, which are a few days away. The skeleton battalion that, when did we learn? I thought we blew them up. There was still one that was out on training that you missed. We knew that? Yes. He just informed you of that in last session. I really don't remember that. Okay. Um, I think we are all stumped on what to do here. Well, do you think the orcs will listen to us now that we dealt with most of the skeleton people? Where's our proof? Uh, well, we there's a giant smoke, flaming smoke plume off in the distance, and we have a I have a rifle that we stole from them that might convince the orcs that there's something seriously wrong going on here. I'm all about doing it. Yes, you do want to go and talk to the orcs. We've tried that, and it's kind of failed on two different occasions. It's true. Well, that is true, but we didn't have a gun back then. Well, not the I have mine, but not the one that's in the bag. It just seemed like the orcs really didn't care to talk, and I don't. none of them seem to be willing to let us go and talk directly to their chieftain. How would you even propose getting to him without a fight? As she looks at Clyde. Uh, I'm not sure because usually they are um, action-based. They are men of action. So, not sure. So even though you might want to go talk to the orcs, it might not be something we can practically accomplish. Yep, because remember, he's not leaving the uh, volcano. We know the skeleton army is marching where? To here or to attack the orcs? I do believe to attack the orcs is what he said. He actually does not specify where they're headed. He just said that they are on the move. Going to look at... Is, he's still standing there waiting on us. So Still standing there being very polite, hands folded in front of him. Look at him going, where was the skeleton army going and what, what are they trying to accomplish? Well, by what the scholars have figured is that they are under some kind of order from the Bone God to 
wreak as much havoc as possible and to bring as many into the fold as they can. Which bone god? There is one. There is not one. There's two. He raises an eyebrow, reaches into his satchel, and pulls out a small scroll. Unrolling it, he quickly reads it. Hmm. Well, according to what the scholars know that there is one, I will make a note that there are multiple. How many yeah. are we speaking of? No, there are only two, male and that female. That we're aware of so far. And they don't seem to get along with each other either. Correct. Can we hmm. talk to a dead skeleton? Well, a polite I mean, skeleton. wouldn't be dead. Yeah. Oh, I'm pretty sure he was dead. Well... Is there anything you would like the scholars to know about? We have began to form a council of highly educated and outward thinking scholars to help in the endeavor to tide this strange war that seems to be creating around us. Um, would you mind giving us one uh, moment as I turn to Nightland and beckon her over to me in a smaller stepping away spot. He nods and actually steps into a tavern or by a tavern door, giving you plenty of space. Um, we have that book of knowledge and everything about the Bone God. Do we even want to share it with them or not? Why wouldn't we? I, I mean, do you know this guy? I don't know. I don't know who this guy is, and I'm not a hundred percent convinced he knows the rat scholar. He claims exactly. he does. Wait, he, he just claims he knows scholars. He didn't say anything about the rat scholar. I prefer to talk to him directly myself rather than send information until we have established who's working with him. Sounds good to me. She'll nod and let Clyde step back in to continue the conversation. Um, and I will go over to the tavern and say, we have delegated and we have information, but we want to share it with the main scholar that we were speaking with beforehand, just to keep everything in one place. He nods and he goes, well, I might be able to facilitate that. Give me one moment. Reaching into his bag, he begins to pull out a shimmering piece of chalk. Walking to a wall that seems to be off the beaten path, basically in a small alleyway, he begins to draw a giant doorway, like an arched doorway. Once he finishes drawing, he places a symbol on the center and it flings to life. In the Through the strange portal, you see the scholar's the library where all the scholars meet. Up on the precipice, you could see the rat. He goes, this is going to be the fastest way. I will stand here to make sure no one disturbs the chalk so that you can return without delay. That's a pretty neat trick. Um, yeah. Can I get one of those chalks? Unfortunately, it is only for messengers. Why can't I have one? She's our messenger. She's the quickest one above us. That would be fantastic for her. He goes, unfortunately, we are not able to do such things. AKA, you don't want to give it to me. Okay. Uh, then uh, I will 
facilitate the knowledge that is that we have of the book to the rat. Okay, so you're going to go through the portal? Oh, I didn't know I could go through it. I was going to sit there and talk to them. Yes, it's like a actual like magical doorway. What you see is actually there. What you see is what you get. All right, let's let's go through the doorway. As you enter, it is definitely the council room or the library in which you originally met the Rat Scholar. He is buried deep in books reading, mumbling to himself as the other scholars see you enter through the doorway. Anyone else joining him? Yeah, I'll go with him. Kalila, you joining? Might as well. The room is heavy. It smells as if it has recently rained. This rat scholar raises an eye, seeing you three, slowly stands. Ah! Why are you coming through a messenger portal? Uh, Something urgent. Because we bring a message. Mm. Well, I'm guessing you didn't trust my, uh, my, my Gnome, I sent you. Well, how no. could we? Yeah, Did he not show you his badge? I should have given you a badge. I don't oh, remember any yeah. badge. I don't remember a badge either. Well, you can't get good help these days. So, so, sit, 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 sit. What have you found? What have you found? Anything useful? Yep. There, there's lots of things that are useful. Um, we have come across this uh, book of... Um, I could have sworn we left that book with him before we left. Yeah, I was like, come down here. Have you not had time to process it? Um, he has not, but you also didn't give him the red spectacle. I would have swore we would have. Yeah, I don't remember doing such, but I can't say I remember either. Eh, We will now. Yes, we will now. Pretty sure we did, but. He looks at the spectacle and begins looking through that and into the book. He goes, ah, well, this is revealing all sorts of fun little goodies. Did you know there there are two gods? Mm -hmm. Yes. One male, one female. And there used to be one being. Yes. Yes. Well, excuse an old man for being excited of new information. No, no, it's fine. So, how can I help you? Well, well, his current good. information that he had only said of one bone god. That's why we were like, um, there's two. So we thought that you did not know that there were two. So we wanted to make sure that you had this knowledge before we continued further. Well, well, now I have it. Well, we also have the dilemma of now the just look at short round. The short bolts. Bolts, bolts are now worshipping the bone god which is going to be a real problem and they're about to go pick a fight with a bunch of orcs who are also following the bone god and turning a bunch of soldiers into skeletons making weapons out of people and the bad stuff Well, we don't know the orcs are following the bone god or not okay Aragoros that's an orc covered in bone armor hmm well that's not good why is a 
a firearms dealer working with skeletons. It, it doesn't seem normal. Do you know why he would do such a thing? It, it seems like it would be counterproductive. You know, they don't have money. They have bones. Well, these, flesh. these dead people don't even really seem to know that they're dead. They still are eating stuff, acting, going on like it was an everyday normal. Peculiar. Sliding over the original book, he goes, so according to uh, the legend, the lore, the what the gods of bones gave, they gave a strange gift. And a gift of immortality. But it came with a caveat. You didn't heal. But you never died at the same time. It seems as they took upon themselves the name Bone God. Because if their followers got too injured, they would basically just become walking, intelligent skeletons. Yeah, we've kind of come across those. Have you seen anything different? Do you Have you met different followers? Have you learned anything besides what we have here? Well, um, that's the things that we've reported to you. Explosions well, do work on them. Oh, do they? Well, I don't suggest you running around with black powder and blowing everything up. That, that would not look good for what we are trying to do. That's slightly too late for that. He just raises an eyebrow at Clyde. I thought you were not the type to just willy-nilly destroy things. He isn't, but I am. I'm not. You were correct. Oh, they are making some really weird weapons, too. What do you mean? Defibulous will go to the pouch and pull that rifle out and show it to him. As it's pulled out of the bag, the room falls silent. Clyde, you don't even have to cast Detect Evil. This thing is dripping with evil energy. Dripping with evil aura goo. Yes. Um, Clyde, uh, Clyde oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, we need to destroy that weapon as soon as possible. Once we're done with it. Uh, I need to exit the room and go back through the portal. I cannot be around that weapon. The Rat Scholar seems visually disgusted by the weapon itself. He goes, mm. well, <clears throat> if the short bolts have gotten involved in whatever abomination that is, that cannot be good. Unfortunately, the priestess has fallen very ill. She continues to get worse. She has gotten steadily worse. For a while, we were able to make her feel better. Now, her appetite is all but diminished. Her eyes are now sensitive to bright lights. We can only have two candles in her room lit at any given time. Hey, Kalila. Hmm. Doesn't this sound like a certain village we've been to recently? Yeah, but they were... That affected everybody, not just the one. Remember, they said that they, she was covered in that nasty goo and was forced to eat strange things when she was a captive. It sounds familiar, like Narrow Cloud, but Narrow Cloud was everything was affected. Every he, every being, even Ishul, unwantingly, he was affected. 
Well, we've also had to completely enclose Narrow Cloud and build. What do you mean enclose? We've had to build temporary fencing around the border to stop people from entering and exiting, because it seems as if if people exit, they have almost start to carry this as a plague. They are quarantined to others. Correct. Then why was Ishil able to leave and recover? We theorize that it's because he left early. That he, that the, the strange illness has not taken hold of his being. And now the entire town is in quarantine. Correct. I've been able to get some of the best healers and mages I know out there. And they've been able to help a little bit. We've been able to purify water that comes out, but it seems as if intelligent living beings carry this strange plague. But food and food, drink, and things of that nature seem unaffected. If you pull them out of the quarantine line and you leave it out for a few hours, it seems to revert to its normal existence. But the people just infect other people. Right. The question yeah, that, that definitely doesn't make any sense, no, does it? Well, here's a question. Why weren't we affected? We hung around the town for a while and trudged through the swamp. True question. But I'm not there. I walked back. He also holds up a small drawing. You see on the piece of paper a black rose with red thorns. These have also been sprouting up within the town. Yeah, we've seen those, but not the red thorn part. The single black roses. And that was at the Bone God's temple. Oh, I thought we saw the red ro the one with the red thorns at the place we blew up. Uh, you saw just a solid black rose at the place you blew up. At the temple, you had the black rose with the red thorns. Uh, okay. I, I, all right. Right, no. We saw these at the temple, the Bone God Temple. Hmm. Well, but that temple, there was still the skeleton there, seemed to follow the feminine and not the masculine god. And what about him seemed different? We don't know about that one. We just know that it's not the 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 female. That's all we we haven't gotten any more information on that. Okay, then. Well, you still have a mission to do, and with this information, I will alert the council. We have established a large council of specialized scholars. We are currently acquiring a new territory for us to set up in. Someplace more secure than the Holy City, as... We don't trust the amount of magic that's in the area. We theorize that maybe this might spread via magic. Oh, um, you guys want to make sure you want to check the under the dark side of the city. The uh, short bolts were messing around down there, and you never know they could be starting plagues down there. He nods. He goes. We will. He stops. He goes. My associates and I will ensure that they are asked to leave. Probably a good idea. Make him leave with fire. There's still civilians under there. We can't exactly just start fires willy-nilly. 
We're not adventurers who can get away unscathed. It's true. It's very, very true. Now, we still need that fire scepter. Have you gotten anywhere near acquiring it? We ran into some complications, which involve now a marching skeleton army towards some orcs that are worshipping a aggressive god that we know of. We suspect it is also the bone god, but we have no proof. And the people at the town that's needing our help is lying and corrupt and kind of started this. So we're still trying to get to the... Well, yeah. if you can get me proof of the corruption within Ironhaven, I can uh, try to remove the family within our means. She's going to look at Clyde before she does anything. Clyde had left. Oh, did he? Oh, shit. Around that, yeah. yeah, okay. Um. Well, I we, mm, we should... Okay, hold on. Be right back. <laughs> She's going to just quickly pop through the portal and be like, Clyde, do you care if I reveal the corruption of your family to the rat scholar so they can quote unquote take care of the family? Oh no, that's quite all right. Go right ahead. Okay, thanks, bye. <laughs> and she pops back through the portal again and comes back over and goes, now that you mention it, and hands over all of the things that she stole. All the evidence, all the proof, all the stories. He looks over it and gets a strangely dark smile for such a, can we call him cheerful? I like to call him cheerful. A cheerful. Aggressively smile. cheerful. Yeah. Aggressively is the key word there. He slowly closes the paperwork and slips it onto his, an, into a drawer in his desk. He goes, they will be dealt with as we feel it's necessary. Now, you must get a hold of that fire scepter by any means necessary. Hook or crook, theft or slander, it doesn't matter anymore. It seems as if what's going on now is more important than the piddly squabbles of the noble class. Are explosives okay? I do believe I said any means. You know, I do want to point out the pedally piddly squaddles that you're you're saying from the noble class is starting a war. Just just pointing that out. Like He just gives you a smile and goes, We will let the nobles deal with the nobles. That's fine by me. Alright. You you and your friends are working as agents for a higher power. So we need to make sure that this strange plague, this corruption, does not get any worse. Yes, I agree that that is much more of a pressing matter. He goes, then for the greater good. I'm fine with that. As she looks over at her shoulder saying nothing towards Clyde's general direction. He nods. He goes, well, that's Gnome fellow. He will be acting as a messenger for me. If you see him, he is usually directly coming from my word. But, as you see, if you have any questions of such things, he can teleport you here. So we can't have any chalk for ourselves? No, you cannot. Why not? Damn. It is in limited supply. And he is also helping me deal with the other associates like yourself. 
that we have sent out to help acquire items that should not be out in the hands of nobles. I heard from a person that you had other people. Yes, it seems as if the war that you are dealing with has created an echo. There's a ripple going on that I am trying to maintain. We don't want, we don't mind if mages find new magic or if gunsmiths find new weapons, but some of them are coming out of nowhere. Men with no knowledge of firearms are now creating these elaborate weapons that do massive damage. Mages seem to have this ability to speak and commune with spirits that should not exist. So there's all kinds of strange things going on, more than just what we're experiencing. Yes. We have seen Nagas become more active. Nagas? Yes. They are staying in their region, but we have seen more activity there. Are those the guys that, like, snake-like people swim in water really cranky? Well, these are all in the desert region, but yes, they are very cranky and xenophobic. I haven't seen a Naga before. But something has gotten them very active. Well, Kalila will nod and make her way back towards the portal. Amphibious will take the gun and put it back in the pouch and head towards the portal as well. As you exit the portal, the gnome waits a moment and asks if he may remove the portal. Yes. He begins to wipe off the chalk as the portal slowly breaks apart. And thanks to Nightland, we have a new map I'm going to put you guys on. Yay! Yay, new map. Thank you. Maps. Give me a moment while I grab... Well, where's your character? Where's your... All I see is darkness. Yeah, 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 yeah. Try lifting your hood. Shit. I attack the darkness. I, I gotta just... the darkness? <clears throat> you don't have any bards on your team. You can't seduce the darkness. Aw, oh, man. We have a gnome. I can try to seduce it. Or use logic to seduce it. I mean, I've kind of said hello to everything, so... My you have hit on everything, yeah. <laughs> I just see it now. Hey, darkness. Uh, what you doing later tonight? <laughs> Back in the city, um, you've let, told the gnome he is able to remove the chalk portal. He gives a bound. He goes, how can I be of assistance before I leave? I don't suppose you have a way to make people not go running over to the giant smoking crater off that in the, in the distance, can you? I have spoken to a few of the people that are working with the association. And they are going to do what they can. But everything must be done carefully. We cannot let our hand be seen by those that we cannot let them see. It's understandable. Ooh, cryptic. When dealing with something of this magnitude, secrecy is a must. Correct. But if you take my opinion, 
I would suggest trying to sneak in to the orc camp. Maybe you are able to get to the chieftain when he is alone. Instead of trying to knock at the front door. I will talk to some of her. You know, I kind of agree with that. Like I said, it didn't seem like any of the other orcs wanted us to even come anywhere near their chieftain. Maybe they have the chieftain as a prisoner. In which case, sneaking in and breaking him out would be all the easier. I'm all for sneaking. Oh, also, Clyde, we told the rat scholar everything and the corruption about what's going on and think that they were going to deal with it. And our focus is to get the torch. No longer deal with the problem directly at hand of this town. Okay. So we need to go... So we can ignore the skeleton army and do nothing and or deal with the skeleton army and go deal with the orcs at the same time. I feel like we should try and deal with the skeletal army and the orcs because if the skeletal army continues the amount of damage that they might you know <laughs> produce could be astronomical and if they're recruiting anybody that they might you know kill quote unquote they might add to their army well the best way to deal with skeletons is a break of it blunt objects how do you want to deal with the skeleton army? It's not like three of us can actually go and do something unless you're going to encourage us to blow something up again. I'm all for blowing something up. I mean, why wouldn't you blow something up? It's a skeletal army. Where are we going to get the explosives from? We literally blew them all up. Well, they said there's a battalion. That's a, what, thousand or so angry skeletons? Um... That is a massive army. Eh, roughly. Well, well, inter- wait a minute. These things still think they're alive, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. They don't Presumably. seem. They don't seem to notice that they they die and react just like normal, and then come back. So maybe not dealing with them like exactly like skeletons. We just treat them like living people. You're still talking about trying to stop a thousand things. Well, there's a storm coming that's going to slow them down. And... If there's a storm, that means there's rain, which means catching things on fire is going to be next to impossible. True, but if if it's a a group that big, that means they have to be moving supplies with them. And, you know, we can always bog them down by bogging down their supplies. But I'm all for blowing them up anyway. Well, what about getting the orcs involved? That is a good idea, because I think elephants are supposed to be going out there harvesting them. The idea yeah, is their something. surprise attack, so if we warn the orcs and they're prepared for it... You know, that. I don't know if you guys think this is a good idea, but I can offer to make the orcs some crude rifles. Probably a bad idea. Also, I don't think we have the time for that. Or I could teach them how to make gunpowder and load it into barrels and throw exploding barrels at people. Also, we could just give them a bunch of alcohol and throw those things, too. Molotov cocktails work. (laughs) I don't drink, so that's fine. That's true. But I don't think that we can deal with this army unless we can get the orcs to either leave or decide to defense up and engage. Well, then, my suggestion is we sneak into the orc camp, 
find your leader, talk, talk or beat some sense into him, and make the orcs listen. So sneaking in, trying to get the orc war chief to listen to us while stealing his scepter and convincing it it is more important to pay attention to the marching skeleton army? Yep. I not, have a feeling that's not going to work very well. If not, we blow him up too. Well, I mean, we could kill him as well and then take the scepter, but then what do we do about the army that just, the, all the orcs that lost their leader that's about to get crushed by a thousand skeletons? Mm, I don't know. I still think if we if we find the orc chieftain, guy, person, and convince him of the problem, show him the gun that, hey, they're going to turn your people into these, and if you and if you want some help, we can help you, convince him of it, I think he'll be more than happy to help us. And what, just gift us his scepter? Maybe. That might be a little bit harder to do, but... We can always room. at least then just steal it afterwards when he's not looking, I guess. That too. You know... Do we have a bunch? Do you think the mercenaries around here will help us? I mean, there is a bunch of unemployed mercenaries right now. Mercenaries like to get paid. No, 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 no. They wouldn't help us because they get paid more money for each orc scrap that they bring in. If only you had someone that had the family name and the family crest that could forge documents and offer bounties. Wait, who said that? Yeah. Yep, and that wouldn't work because I would not condone forging. Why do you think I haven't suggested that route? Yeah, but it's always fun to poke the uh, the paladin. The moral bear in the room? Mm-hmm. Well, can't we, like, order the people to do stuff around here? I mean, you do live here, don't you? I don't live here anymore. What if we actually got some standing orders that removed your fa their, your parents from power and installed you as acting whatever temporarily? And then you could command the mercenary army. That'd be pretty cool, having your own army. Literally, we could just go back through the portal, say hi to the rat, go talk to Sir Reginald, get him to sign off on some papers, installing you as, like, the leader for the next week or something. Remove your parents from power, kick them out, boot, and then turn around and use the orcs and save the day. You've already established at least some cordial niceness with the orcs. You can go back and go, hey, I'm in charge now. By the way, there's a skeleton army marching forth. Want to join forces and not kill each other? And maybe they'll leave us your guys alone after that. Work together against a worse enemy. And also, I mean, if you depose your parents, you also make the orcs happy because the orcs then, or hand your parents over to them. I know you don't seem to like them too much. Hand them over to the orcs. I couldn't do that, but I understand what you mean. Couldn't do what? Hand them over to the orcs because they wouldn't give them a fair trial. Well, okay, I mean, well, we're skipping that. That's a different detail that we can discuss. Right now, we need the overall arcing problem. Thousand skeletons, unknown, unsuspecting orc army, and why don't we just boot these people out while we can and use the people who are here? She's got a good point. She does have a good point. She's going to look to go see where that one gnome guy is. He's still standing there. He really hasn't been dismissed. I need a portal back to go see Sir Reginald. I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> Have fun with that. You're coming with me. I'm not going alone. Damn it! I haven't- Wait, Wait I have my scroll. Okay, I'm ready. Explained him why we need to go back already. So. He didn't ask. She's just waiting to see if he'll open up the portal. He's been standing here listening to the entire conversation. 
since he has. He goes, well, I can teleport you back to the library, but you'll have to just use a standard door to find Sir Reginald from there. That's fine. Nods. Scrawling on the wall, a portal opens back up. She is making sure both of them come with her, grabbing them by whatever she needs and dragging them with her. Oh, Defibulous wants to go now because he remembers he's got that wind scroll he can try. Oh, yeah, that's fair. In the library, you arrive. The rat looks up at you as if very surprised to see you again. She just nods, waves, and walks right past him. Okay. Hi, bye. Everyone following? Yep. I'm assuming because Sir Reginald's the one who sent them there that he could do something about the papers. Mm -hmm. As you walk out into the Holy City's courtyard, the air is heavy. As if more rain was on the way, the sky has a dull gray look to it. Everyone seems to be either hiding under some kind of banner or have their hoods up so that if it does rain that they do not get drenched. Sir Reginald is in his guard place, standing in front of the main temple. His helmet is on, but the mask part is up. Damn. Well, we'll go find Sir Reginald go, I need to have a moment. A word with you, please. Ha! Miss Kalila, please, please, come. Let us step out so that we do not get rained upon. Bad for your armor. Okay. Ah, Mr. Defibulous and Sir Clyde, please, please follow. Stepping into a awning, he removes his helmet and places it on the table next to him. And why do I deserve such an honor to have you arrive? Is everything all right? Actually, I need to know if you can do something for us. Well, it does depend on what it is, but I will definitely try and help in any way I can. She will catch him up to what's going on in the town, explain their plan that they need done, and flat out go, can you put him in charge temporarily in this town so we can make sure not everybody dies? Well, Mr. Holdkeep, are you the legitimate heir? Do you have an older brother that can argue this case? I have no other siblings. So you are technically next in line. Technically speaking, yes. By all means and rights, you have full right to remove your parents from their throat. But the problem, they have to be ill enough not to fight it. They technically do still have rights. We do not own that land. It is technically under our different king. Which king do we need to go to then? You're the one who sent us to solve this problem. I didn't expect this. I expected you to just walk in, knock on the door of the Oryx, and just kick some butt. You know, what paladins are made to do. Do I look like a paladin? Well, I mean, if we put you in the armor, yeah. See? Anyone can be a paladin if your heart is true and your armor is shiny. That doesn't mean it makes you a paladin. But. So you can't help us. Let me see what I can do. Give me a moment. Let me speak to the ruling class here and see if I can't get some kind of step around. 
within the, our legal rights. I will wait here then. So Reginald, walk, picking up his helmet, walks off. Uh, Defibulous, if you want to cast that scroll, I need you to roll Use Magic Device. I thought he Will had his do. helmet on, or did he take it off, he took when, it he off when he went into the went underneath? Oh. What did you roll? I'm looking for the Use Magical Device. What's that under? I see Disable Magical Device. Use Magic Device is under Swim. Uh, Clyde has it. It's literally the very last thing. The yeah, literally does not have it, and you have to have. You can't use it untrained. As I say, yeah, I don't even have that skill showing up on my thing. So Clyde and Kalila have it, so you'd have to convince one of them to do it. Defibulous will talk on Kalila and be like, "Hold the scroll up to her." Really? Right now? Yeah. I'm trying to get him to help us. I don't think he'll notice. There is a storm going on. Yeah, so a little extra wind wouldn't be no unknown. Yeah. I can't do it. I don't know how to use a scroll. Oh, fine. She'll use it. Roll. 16. The scroll burns into an ash in front of you, and you can feel the wind picking up. So Reginald's hair seems to move a little, but not a whole lot. As he gets outside fully, he places his helmet on his head. The, I don't know what it's called, the tassel feather thing that's usually on the top, is moving erratically in the wind. As the windstorm blazes on, you can feel the air get thicker with rain as now it starts to sprinkle. And from here, we are going to call this episode. Now, it seems as if the adventurers have an idea. They are going to remove Clyde's parents from power and put him in their stead. But it seems as if now they must deal with the nobles. So, what is more dangerous? A noble backed into a corner and their riches to be taken, or a camp of bloodthirsty orcs? Well, I guess you'll have to find out next time. And as always, me friend, may the dice gods bless your every roll. We here at What the Dice would like to thank Paizo for creating Pathfinder, Epidemic Sound for our music, as well as Sirenscape for our sound effects. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so on Facebook at What the Dice Pod, Twitter at What the Dice Pod, and of course email WhatTheDicePod at gmail.com. And if you liked our little adventure, please share us with your friends and rate and review us. 